Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The world is full of news. If you were to go look up end times on Google, there would be millions of articles linked to the rapture and when people think it's going to take place. Today, Pastor J.D. is going to help you shuffle through the clutter and bring forward the news that has a biblical backing to support the rapture. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on July 16th, 2023. Why aren't you excited about the rapture? happening this year. Huh? Oh, we got plenty of time. It's now. We got another 50 years. (sighs) That's a whole nother argument. So someone like me has the spiritual spine to stand behind this pulpit, which is my privilege to do every week, except when I'm not here, and have the spiritual spine to say, no, we don't have 50 years. We don't have 30 years. We don't have 20 years. We probably don't have 10 years. We don't have really any more time. And here's why from Scripture. And I'm pretty excited about it. And so my question to you is, why are you excited? Oh, maybe it's because you still think we've got 50 years, and you're all about what kind of a world we're going to leave to the next generation. The next generation? No, this is the chosen generation. This is the last generation. This is it, folks. That's all, folks. (laughs) Is that how it went? That was pretty bad. Sorry. The end. That's all, folks. And it's not just some wishful thinking pie in the sky, baseless claim. No, it is based on sound doctrine from the infallible Word of God. Because again, remember, God wants us to know, and God told us that we will see the day approaching. So, I see the day approaching. You don't? Why don't you? Because you're not looking for it. Why aren't you looking for it? Why aren't you looking up? Because you don't think He's coming yet. You think you got more time. That's the only explanation I can come up with. So this has got people pretty excited. And I'm one of them. In fact, I'm at the front of the line. I mean, you got some Christians out there that are making the case for a Pentecost rapture, 
which is not the Pentecost that Israel just celebrated. Rather, it's this new wine feast coming up on July 26th and 27th, 10, 11 days. Oh my, the uproar, the backlash. You're, you're saying the rapture's going to happen on July 26th and 27th? And then here you got this crowd over here going, no, it's not that. It's the Feast of Trumpets this year. No, stop. Stop. Please stop. Just, just stop. Stop. Don't stop the excitement. Stop the bickering. Again, I... First John chapter 2, verse 28. Wait, spoiler alert. <laughs> you know when Peter, and this is misunderstood, Peter says, so that in his appearing you will be confident and not ashamed. I wonder about that. That gives me pause. Because when the rapture happens, there's going to be this sanctified shame on the part of those who lost confidence in the rapture of the church. So we're excited, and rightfully so, because as we're looking at these developments, it would seem to indicate that a possibility of the pre-tribulation rapture happening this year at the appointed time is a very real possibility. On February 8th, the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres outlined the priorities of this agenda for the 2023 UN General Assembly, saying, and I quote, listen, 2023 is a year of reckoning. And then he subsequently outlined the core elements, I'm quoting, of the proposed new agenda for peace. I haven't even talked to you about 1 Thessalonians 5.3. You can't read anything anywhere without reading two specific words, peace and security. And the Apostle Paul, writing to the Thessalonians in his first letter, chapter 5, verse 3, says, while they're saying those two words, peace and security, by the way, the United Nations has a Peace and Security Department and website. You can search it, you'll find it. United Nations, Peace and Security. I mean, do they read the Bible? And then create the website and the department there in the United Nations? Well, what's going to happen, Paul, while they're saying Peace and Security? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Sudden destruction. Here's the thing about sudden destruction. It's destruction that happens suddenly will come upon them. And as a woman in labor, there's your birth pains, and they will not escape. The inference is, we will, we who are alive and remain, will escape, be caught up. The specificity of said proposed new agenda for peace came on June 13th from the United Nations Department of Economic and Social Affairs in a publication bearing the title, listen, we need seven years. Not six, no, seven. Not eight, no, we need seven. Seven years. 
of accelerated kbir, transformative action to achieve SDGs. Listen to these quotes. There's a narrowing window of opportunity over the next seven years to redouble our efforts, make stronger, confirm, enforce kbir. The SDG summit in September 2023 must signal a genuine turning point. It must mobilize the political commitment and breakthroughs our world desperately needs. And listen to this, still quoting, it must deliver a rescue plan for people and planet. Oh, sounds like you're looking for a savior to rescue people and planet. Oh, I I know who you're talking about. That's the Antichrist. At the center of this rescue plan, heads of state and government must, watch this word, recommit to seven years. Uh, Meaning there was already a commitment on the table. We need to recommit now to seven years of accelerated, sustained, and transformative action, both nationally and internationally, to deliver on the promise of the SDG, Sustainable Development Goals, of which there are 17, by the way. We've talked about it prior. Time does not permit. Every single one of those goals, Book of Revelation. Still quoting at the global level, A once in a generation commitment is needed to overhaul the international financial and economic system. Oh, (laughs) you don't say. So that it responds to today's challenges, not those of the 1940s. Further specificity was provided in May of this year by way of this United Nations General Assembly Economic and Social Council advanced unedited version of the General Assembly 78th session, specifically item 19 of the preliminary list, Sustainable Development, Progress Towards the Sustainable Development Goals Towards a, and here it is again, Rescue Plan for People and Planet, presented as a special edition report of the Secretary General. Listen to page 3, section 911. Item 9, building on the evidence captured in the Global Sustainable Development Report and on the lessons since 2015. Oh, this has been on the table since 2015? Yes. This report identifies a series of urgent actions for your consideration in five key areas. Item 10, first, I urge heads of state and government to recommit to seven years of accelerated, sustained, and transformative action, both nationally and internationally, to deliver on the promise of the SDGs. Item 11, this calls for the strengthening, more specific now, of social cohesion to secure dignity, opportunity, and rights for all, while reorienting economies 
through green and digital transitions. How clever is that crafted? This reorienting of green and digital economies, well, it's expounded on when you get to page 31, which says, and I quote, fully leverage digital technology to expand the foundations, including registries, digital IDs, and financial inclusion on which more comprehensive, dynamic, and adaptive social protective systems can be built. Translated, social credit scores, CBDC, centralized bank digital currency that they're going to restructure, reorient globally, and connected socially. On June 24th, the Daily Hoddle published an article titled, United Nations Proposes Digital ID System Tied to Bank Accounts and Mobile Payment Platforms, which basically explains what the real agenda is. Listen to this quote, the United Nations is proposing a universal digital ID system that would directly connect to people's bank accounts and payment apps. A comprehensive new policy agenda from UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres details, listen, an identification network designed to digitize and streamline the process of verifying people's identities on a global scale. Can you say blockchain? Still quoting, digital IDs linked with bank or mobile money accounts can improve the delivery of, here it is again, social protection coverage, and to serve to better reach eligible beneficiaries. Digital technologies may help to reduce leakage, errors, and costs in the design of social protection programs. The proposal follows a move by the World Economic Forum to explore Listen very carefully. Systems that would track and verify human identities using biometrics. It seems that the aforementioned UN General Secretary isn't the only one who sees 2023 as a year of reckoning. So too does what's known as BRICS. Also see 2023 as a year of reckoning, according to this foreign policy post on June 22nd. For those asking what BRICS is and why this is so significant, BRICS is an acronym for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, all of which have a significant impact on the global economy. So much so that at their upcoming annual summit next month in August, they will, as an emerging power, decide on enlarging Ikbir, their member states. Why? Because 20 countries are now seeking membership in the group. The problem is they will only add five more to the existing five. If my maths, that's the proper way I was told, is correct. Five plus five equal ten. And that is significant prophetically 
and this for two reasons. First, some are connecting the propensity of BRICS adding five new members this year in 2023, making it a total of 10, perhaps aligning with the prophecies in Daniel and Revelation about 10 kings. Daniel, 10 toes, Revelation, 10 horns. The jury's out, and this remains to be seen, but I'm excited. I can't wait, August, if we're still here. If they add five more, I'm going to get really excited. Wait, you're going to get more excited? Can you let me know when so I don't come? Because that's a little bit more excitement than I can handle. No, I won't let you know when. Here's the second reason it has prophetic significance. Hear me out on this, okay, please. It has prophetic significance because as we just saw in our Bible prophecy basics, the Lord wants us to know this. And as such, God would never fault anyone for getting excited and being hopeful under the banner of longing for His appearing in the pre-tribulation rapture of the church, which He Himself encouraged us as His followers to do. We see the day approaching. You see this? The day's approaching. The UN's. We need seven years. The day I see the day approaching. There's one more aspect to what I'll affectionately refer to as the BRICS factor that potentially has profound prophetic significance. And if you'll kindly allow me to, I'll take the remainder of our time. We're almost done, another hour or two. (laughs) No, we're almost done. Here's a quote from a video titled, BRICS Summit 2023, Expectations, Agenda, Goals. Besides the BRICS bank, I'm quoting, It's been reported that the bloc leaders agreed to create other entities such as a vaccine center and a new credit rating agency. Your vaccination verification is what your ability to buy based on your score will be predicated. In just that one sentence, you have Revelation chapter 13, along with other prophecies. Still quoting, these agreements haven't been implemented yet, but we'll see if anything is announced during the summit, again in August. I'm sure there will be, listen, surprises, given how things have been progressing lately. (laughs) If you don't mind, I'd like to turn a sharp corner before we bring it to a close, with this last statement about how surprisingly things have been progressing lately. Let me explain. You know, what I just shared with you today, for some, it's just more technical, financial, geopolitical information. However, for others, those that are barely hanging on in the arena of the personal. This is just inconsequential in view of what's happening in your life right now. I mean, yes, it is encouraging, and therefore encourage one another with these words, all the more as you see the day approaching. But until then, I don't know how I'm going to make it through another day. 
I want to talk to you. If that's not you, save the link for later. I want to talk to those that are hurting today and struggling. Things have been progressing lately in your life, and not in a good way. And it seems to keep going from bad to worse. It might be the inexplicable death of a loved one, a medical diagnosis and prognosis, a prodigal son or wayward daughter. Perhaps it's a combination of things involving not only physical illness, but maybe even mental illness. Maybe it's marriage problems. Maybe it's financial problems. Maybe it's all of the, of the above. Why do I mention this? Because the recent surprising progression of these things, quote-unquote, as of late, means that the hour is late. In other words, the closer we get to the fire of God's judgment in the seven-year tribulation, the more we feel the heat of the fiery trials in our lives pre-tribulation. One of the things I'm learning in my own life is that God's furnace of affliction is multi-purpose, in the sense that it burns off the ropes that bind us as God then delivers us. Isaiah 48.10 says, Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. Psalm 34.19, David, oh David, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. In Acts chapter 14, verses 21, 22, there's an interesting account. They were preaching the gospel, winning a lot of people to Christ. Verse 21, they preached the good news in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. And listen to what they said. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. See, I don't want to hear that. What does that mean? Consider this. Could it be that that affliction, that furnace of affliction that you're in right now, that you don't think you're, you're getting out of, you're not making it out of this one. Could it be that it's really to prepare you for your entrance into eternity? How so? Well, again, consider with me how that trials and affliction have this way of forcing us to let go of this world, not our home. If we're honest with ourselves, we would have to admit that it's when things are very hard that we want Jesus to come, and conversely, when things are going well, yeah, no hurry. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. 
If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.